Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. This is Talkart. Welcome to Talkart. How are you, Rob? I'm really good. Why is that, Rob? Why? Because it's a beautiful day outside. We have a guest <laughs> today who's from Wales. Yes, he's probably eating a bacon sandwich. He is. And blowing, and blowing his, his nose. <coughs> and coughing. And coughing. There we go. Glamorous. He's really... Um, he's... Uh, yeah, because all my family are Welsh, so I'm feeling very at home hearing oh, his voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you don't sound very Welsh. Well, I grew up in Berkshire, as you well know, but my mum is from uh, Newport right. and grew up in, in, a, in a farm. like about, In a farm? Yeah, on a farm, sorry. On a farm, yeah. Like 10 minutes outside of Newport Go with on. no electricity or hot water or anything for like until she was like What 16. sort of farm was it like? Uh, I don't know, actually. I think it was like cows and things. I don't know. Oh, one of them Animals. farms. One of those farms. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I know my, my yeah. farm. I think it was cows um, and things. Things. Sheep. Yeah. Sheep. Sheeps. Yeah. Sheep. <laughs> yeah, I remember them. Oh, you do? Um, yeah. Uh, I actually went with her once to the farm and um, visited it. It was quite emotional. Is it still there. part of the, the Welsh family? No, somebody else lives there now. And oh, really? It. And then my dad was from Tenby. Um, so the whole of my childhood was spent going there on holiday. Oh, there's a, that's by the sea, isn't it? Yeah. And then they met each other in Aberystwyth at the university there. And I've actually, I went to Aberystwyth on one, when I was about 17 or something, I got a train and mm. went up there for about eight hours on a date and met some guy that I'd been talking to. And we went on a date in Aberystwyth. How did you connect with him? Because we were both into music and we met at gigs in London mm. and then he lived in Aberystwyth. So I went up to stay with him. And you just stayed for one night and that was it? Dream no, over. I stayed for like four days. With all his, he was studying there at Bristol Uni, so I got to hang out with all his friends. We were friends, really. Where is he now? I still, I still see him sometimes in London. He's really nice. Okay. He's called Lee. Let's say hi to Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Anyway, so, <laughs> Lee aside, Aberystwyth aside, so we are joined by a Hollywood actor, <clears throat> Rob. It's our first Hollywood actor on Talk Art, which is incredibly exciting. This guy is, uh, I've known for about... 10 years or something and we've been pals for longer way longer okay <clears throat> 12 years longer it must be longer actually because i remember met you when i was in avenue q which was when which was um um well i've been doing this for 10 years doing films for 10 years two years before that i was doing i did a play in a musical at the Donmar. yeah before that I did Rent. Before that, I did Dickens Unplugged. And before that, I did Avenue Q. So we're talking maybe 14, 15 years ago. Wow. Yes. I don't so. know. Old enough. 
What's going on? Well, Rob's on radio. <laughs> you can say I'm what like, you want uh, when you're on radio, can't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, so this actor, this amazing actor, started off, uh, as he's described in theatre, PF, Rent, uh, Miss Saigon. Uh, he had his big breakthrough with the 2010 movie Clash of the Titans. That and I remember that because we met you in Soho. You came and said hi to Russ one night. And we okay. were all out about 12, 13 years ago or something. Did I have long hair? I can't really remember, to be honest. But I remember we were all like, who is that? And then he was like, oh, he's just got a movie. And we were like, wow. And then you actually went on to become <laughs> megastar. Yes. But this guy is also involved in the art world on various levels, which we're going to explore right now. But please welcome to Talk Art. Luke Evans. Evans. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. Luke. How's that sandwich? Mm, well, it's finished now. Is it finished? What was it? Was Much it a bacon the relief bucket? of anybody who has that, <laughs> that phobia thing, which I was just talking about, which yeah, I what, have. You do have that, and you can't remember the word of it. No, I only read about it like three days ago. And then you're like, I've got that. I've got, I've got that really badly. But is it only if you hear it on air, people eating, or is it in natural Oh, life? no, no. I, I can't sit next to my dad eating. I really? can't bear it. No. But what about if you're in a restaurant? Well, there's noise, isn't there? There's background ah, noise. Yes. <clears throat> so that's not so bad, but... Got um, it. And I really don't like it. <laughs> and I'm sure I do it myself. You do but like, well, yourself. you do, especially you do. on Talk Art. Yeah. Mm. You love coming on Talk Art and eating um Dermot O'Leary did it on his radio show on the weekend. And did I he? And I turned it down. Oh, what, really? What was he I wanted to tell him at my birthday... <laughs> You, he was. He thought that he wasn't. I'm sure. I wanted to ask him if um, he, was he knew smacking his lips or something. He thought that he wasn't sounding like he'd just eaten something, and but he he was sort of clearing his mouth as one does, you know. Once you've had something, he was on radio. <laughs> I was listening so, to every single lap, yes, swallow yeah. and lap smack, lip smack, and oh, it was awful. Happy birthday, because you were just. Well, it's it not your, till Monday. Oh, Monday, it's not Monday. So I had it a week before because of mm. scheduling things. But my birthday is actually on the 15th of April, which okay. is three days time. Good so you're like an Easter baby. I was I was born on Easter mo- uh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And Bright Eyes was I uh, sorry I'm an Easter bunny, born on Easter Sunday. Mm. Bright Eyes was number one. Oh. About about from Watership Down, which is yes. about rabbits. Oh. And um, <laughs> and I'm Aries, which is a sheep. So all very spring like. Animal like. Very spring like. That's very exciting. Yeah, and you've just turned forty, haven't you? Well, you're going to be 40. I just said, yeah. yeah. Three more days. Three more well, days. And, and don't push Russell it. Three more days. Your, 39. Russell went to your party in, was it Shoreditch mm. House? You guys had it, was it? Yeah. Well, and he was yeah. dressed in the most ridiculous outfit I've ever seen ever. Who? Richard? Russell. Russell looked fantastic. What, 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 what were sexy. you? I, well, it, well, the theme was fantasies and... And f- uh, dreams. Dreams and fantasies. Dreams. dreams. Yeah. And um, <laughs> dreams and fantasies. And I went as... Uh, the internal nervous system of a human. <laughs> it was like it was, a blue skeleton. It was brilliant, but it looked really good because yeah. there was some sort of good lighting in there. It was fabulous lighting, yeah. yeah so uh, everybody had a little bit of like ultraviolet, you know, reflective material. Sort yeah, of. Good yeah, one. Yeah. And what did you go as? You were like <clears throat> Spanish I mean, if anybody had been outside trying to guess the theme, <laughs> no one would there is ever no have guessed That's it. That's why I'm asking. Well, like, I went as a matador. Um, it was a triumph and I wasn't going to go as a matador I was going to go as David Bowie in the labyrinth because I thought oh, I love oh, labyrinth fantasy yeah. and yes. I went to the, my fancy dress store on Balls Pond Road which I love it's been there forever <clears throat> oh, it's a higher store higher store but right. it's been there for decades and uh, I walked in and there was this like pink gold embroidered original matador outfit and I was like oh god if that fits I'm going to have it. it and it did Amazing. As do you, you like s- dressing up then? Well, I don't do... I mean, we do it for a 
yes. a job, don't we? Yeah. It's not the same because, you know, you put it on for the first time and it's like, wow. And then, you know, four four weeks into wearing the same costume on yeah, yeah, yeah. a film, you're just like, okay, it's just your outfit now, you know? But <clears throat> putting it on for one one night yeah. is always very exciting. But you love a costume party. You love a fancy dress. I do. Theme. I've never had one. This was yeah. my first one, but it went down very well. It did go very well. You know, it was like my mother was in a bride's dress. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he had the internal workings of the, you know, the human nervous system of a human system, body. Yeah. I mean, it was. What was the best look there? David, it... David Williams was dressed oh. as the Queen. No. Came yeah. as uh, Her Royal Highness, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, I'll have to look yeah. that one up. And Matt Lucas came as a, as a, a troll, but his head was inside <laughs> the, the cone hat. It was the <laughs> weirdest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so odd. It was an excellent But it was night. a wonderful night. And, you know, you know 40 years is it's a long time. And it I've been in London time. for 24 of them, so. There's a lot of faces and people I, I love and they were all there. So it was lovely. That's so nice. So I pitched Talk Art to you about two months ago. <clears throat> yeah, we were somewhere. We yeah. Uh, we were, I think, after the Brits. That's right. It was the Brits and we were we yeah. having a drink after the Brit Awards. And I pitched you about the podcast and I said, look, you should come on. And you were saying, oh, you might not know that much about art. And I said, well, let's go and see some shows. And then actually it turns out that you are an avid collector. Every time you've done a job somewhere in the world, you've bought a work of art from that place right mm. yeah yeah well i had to stop because i didn't have enough um room for for it yeah yeah i mean i am in the process of working out how to maneuver big pieces of art i have on a very big wall in my house which you've seen yeah the, with the, the the photo the of the of the flowers yeah. the photographs of the flowers so i can add more that i already have onto the walls so you know it's a, that's when you know you're a real collector is when you um don't have wall space anymore but you continue to buy yeah, yeah. you're an addict yeah and some of those yeah. pieces you know are more of just a memory and i thought you know sending a postcard home was one thing i used to do and i was like well what to yourself to myself yeah Did you? yeah and i also I, i've been since i was 16 since i left home i've sent four and i know five no five addresses my mum my dad my yeah. My auntie, my grandparents, my other auntie, my godchildren recently, more recently, and my cousin and his family. And I know their addresses, and so I can do them at the airport or wherever, you know, and always Aww. send them home. My grandma's got 135 No postcards. way, that's so no cute. Way. So how many yeah. have you ever sent to yourself? Mm, I stopped <coughs> doing it because then I thought, oh, this is boring. What am I going to do with these postcards? So then I thought maybe I should do something different. But I've probably got like 20 of them. And what, what would you write on them? Hey, Luke. Hey. Luke. <laughs> See you <laughs> soon. <laughs> See you soon, Luke. <laughs> wow. Um, and then I think... But where did you even... get that idea from? Of what age did well, you start just, doing that? I don't write a journal. I don't have a diary. And I never will because I'm too lazy. And I was... <laughs> My work, my life was moving at such a fast pace in those early years when yeah. this this part of my career happened that <clears throat> before I realised the year would be over and I'm like, what have I done with this year? Where has it gone? And then I start remembering that, oh my God, I did that thing in New Orleans or I went to China for those three days in China yeah. or I popped over to, you know, all this and I had no... And so I realised I had to somehow have a, have a physical memory yeah. either to remind myself. Yeah. And then I thought, art. So... You know, I started picking up, uh, I went, I remember having, going to Istanbul and, um, you know, Istanbul is very famous for its um, pottery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flying carpets, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but they have pottery and they're handmade and they're hand-painted and they are really, you know, stunning things. And you go to the, those um, bazaars and you walk through them and I, I, I bartered one and I got these, this amazing bowl and a, and a, a, a plate and they're, they're pieces of art and they're on my wall and so every time somebody mentions them I remember what I did there and I remember why I went there and who I was with and I have a, an oil painting from New Orleans um, 
which is an amazing place um, yeah. culturally, artistically. Yeah. You know, there's so much spirit to that place. And mm. um, so, what's the first thing you bought? Well, one of the biggest things I remember buying was in New Zealand. So, firstly, I was there for shoot the Hobbit, which is you know I was there for a year, um, and Ian McKellen had a sort of, <clears throat> I mean, you'd hate to be called Man Friday, but that's, he was like his, look, he looked after him. About he cooked that. for him, drove him to work. was a wonderful guy, an amazing cook, really fun to be around. He was also an artist, which I didn't realise. He's so a native maybe, New Zealander. Um, sorry, there's a feathered train going by. Oh, so oh wow, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Studio should never have windows. <laughs> it's feeling more and more this like... Um, such a funny I was about to say, yeah. this whole part of King's Cross is so surreal anyway. Mm. It does feel like we're on a film set or something. So anyway, living in Wellington, you know, they there was this... Um, they do lots, lots of artistic things. And obviously there's a lot of very creative people in Wellington because of Stone Street Studios and P Peter Jackson and... and you know, so Richard Stone Taylor. Street Studios is the studios that... Where, we, where they shot the original Lord of the Rings okay, cool. and has, cool. has since become... That was become, set up for the movie or was that there beforehand? Stone Street... Stone Street Studios was actually a paint workshop, a paint factory. Oh, right. um, and, and actually the, way, the, the, the rooms that they've used for like Bilbo's house was actually a factory and they still use them now. But now we have these giant st stages next to it. And, <laughs> Got it. You know, it, it's, um, but because of the big shows and films that have been done there, you know, like N N Narnia and um, Avatar and Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a lot of very talented people and they often have other things that they do with their time when they're not mm. in front of a computer, you know, doing these special effects. And um, I w they had this art exhibition. And I went to this art exhibition thinking it would just be a nice thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. And most of the people on the walls were people that maybe had, you know, done some special effects in the movie or built my, oh, my right. sword. That's so cool. And one of them was this guy called Steve who's a photographer and his, I don't know whether, I'm sure he does lots of different things, but one of the things that, one of the, parts of the exhibition that he was presenting to us to buy were these huge, maybe like a meter and a half square photographs, very close up of a peony or um, a lily or, and they sound sort of quite fey in a way, but when you actually look at them in the yeah. daylight, you almost can't see them. As he shot, he shot them with tungsten lights in a black room right. uh, on photo, you know, as a photograph. And then I had them printed Brought them, so I bought three. I bought three. One of them's called Kate Blanchett, which is quite nice. And um, <laughs> brought them home on a mini, on a on a, a little Disc stick, thing, yeah, <clears> on a stick, thinking, God, all that money is. <laughs> it's, a, it's on this little stick, <laughs> and then USB I took stick. it, yeah. And then I took it to a print uh, photo print place, and they printed them out, and that's what's on my walls. But it's only when you turn the lights on at night do they come alive, and wow. it's really interesting. And I think that's when I was drawn to photographic art, and that was my first sort of like. Wow, that's not just a photograph. That is, yeah, yeah. that's art. a feeling. That is a yeah. feeling, and mm. <clears throat> and it's there was more hidden in the picture until the light was put on it. You couldn't see it, you know. And I loved that. Is that how he sells his work though? He does it all on the USB, or is, if you're in the country, you can take a physical. You can part. buy his prints, yeah, right. yeah. If you're in the country, or you can have them rolled up. But I was like, well, it's a long way to go back from yeah, yeah. New Zealand back to London, and yeah, I didn't want to do it. And they are very fragile too, you know. So um, I just thought I'd bring them home and get them done. Do you here. follow what he's up to now? No. No, I've seen him a few times, but no, no. And keep, just about keep up with my own <laughs> journey in life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, remember your first uh, art experience? Do you remember anything in Wales growing up? 
I want, I'd love to say, yes, my parents took me to this amazing art. <laughs> this is when I was introduced to this wonderful historical artist from, from, from <laughs> Wales. But the truth is, no, right. I don't have any memories of art as a kid, really. I mean, I mean, in school, did that post us up or anything? Well, I loved art at school. <clears throat> so, but, but in the home, my home life, I don't remember anything being about art. I mean, there was probably art on the walls or paintings. My mother liked pottery, so there was that Clarice Cliff. She liked Clarice oh, Cliff. I love so, Clarice yeah. Cliff. Yeah, so she's got maybe like 20 pieces of Clarice Cliff. Wow. But we don't know which ones are real and which ones are not because yeah, she buys yeah, them yeah. out of the back of a van or off a, off a car boot sale. Right. Or sometimes, you know, in a shop. And I'm sure some of them are. I hope some of them are. Otherwise, it's very embarrassing. Uh, sell them on eBay and they get uh, found out. Anyway, um, <laughs> back, yeah. But uh, in school, it was different. In, in school, I, well, I hated school for a start. I hated it. I was bullied very badly. And I was also, I loved to sing, loved to perform. But I didn't have really many outlets in school because growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, you're immediately sort of sectioned away from the rest of the normal class in schools you know so anything to do with singing it would be religious in school so you wouldn't be able to get involved in that the beginning of every day we sat in the entrance to the assembly how many, room. How many jehovah's witnesses was there just me and my mum and dad everybody else no other students oh uh, yeah there was like seven of us in a house school of but 500. you were like segregated so, yeah so every morning they'd go into an assembly we'd stay outside you know and we'd wait for it to be finished and then we'd come in and listen to the announcements and then we'd go to our normal classes. But from the day you wanted day to one, sing. But I wanted to sing. I wanted to go in there and sing, oh, you know, yeah. Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew every single word of it because we heard it for Through six years, you know. And choir, couldn't join the choir because they, they were religious songs. And we didn't, so I was always kept out of it until we got to the end of, you know, year and sometimes they did like a musical that wasn't religious yeah, or yeah. Christmas orientated and I, I could get involved in that. So I liked the singing bit. I didn't like English. <laughs> Actor, I didn't like English, didn't like maths, loved history, and I loved art. And art I excelled at. Um, I remember we had a great art teacher. We had a, the, the school was re very rebellious in, in nature. So this art would be a class where you could really rip the piss and, you know, not get away with a lot and I never used to I used to just get my pastels if we were drawing pastels my mum has kept everything oh. like plaster of Paris tiger face that I made oh, wow. and a parrot fa uh, mask and there's an artist I don't remember they are but they used to draw faces with pump with um, vegetables they oh. create a vegetable face and, and and there's lots of them and we had to do one of our own and she I saw it the other week when I was at home in pastel, she's rolled it up and it was still there. <laughs> oh, so wow. sweet. You'd yeah. have to have an exhibition. Yeah. A Luke yeah, Evans I mean, exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Childhood. Oh. <laughs> Good one. So, um, and I remember, um, you know, uh, Lily Evangeline. Yeah. She, she's a model. She's not a model. She's an actress. She was in Lost. And then she oh, yeah. played um, the warrior elf in The Hobbit. Okay. She's the one that fell in love with Aidan Turner's character. Got it. So she used to have art classes, art, afternoons on Sundays she lived at the end of my road we lived on the on the bay in New Zealand in, right. in Miramar yeah. and she'd get all the easels out and all the little canvases and oh. then we would draw pictures of whatever we wanted either of the views outside and I've got one in my house now of the of Mount Cook and uh, that yeah so that was my yeah, we've, I've been around art a lot and I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably love doing it more than I you know let on I always remember in Wales my auntie she had a shop for um like fabric and embroidery mm. and um, wool 
you know, like mm. you could buy wool there and sew things or make jumpers or whatever. Right. So my whole memory of Wales for some like reason... Like a haberdashery. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like a really, really big store. Right. And for some reason, that's my memory of Wales is like craft. Oh, yeah. Of like <clears throat> sewing and It is very much like that. And nature. Yeah. And, and think about, you know, my village is not very pretty. Aberbarga, I was born in a place called Aberbarga in the South Wales Valleys. This, this, it's really not pretty. So, and there must be people who want color and culture and art in their lives. Yeah. And I remember well, I come from a very working class family who had very little money. My grandmother had six kids. And for all the grandchildren, me, my cousin Dean, and Carolee and Amy, I remember when we were kids, she'd come over to the house. She'd tell my mother to put white wallpaper on the walls. She'd come over and she would do a full dreamscape of Disney. And she'd draw all the characters. And then for like my my sister, my cousin Carolee, she'd draw a fairy castle and a princess and flying uh, horses. And she'd do the whole war. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was with a fag in her mouth. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know it, that's what she used to do. And so I remember having a big skate. I think it was mountains and a forest and stuff. And, and weirdly, this woman has never really ever talked about anything artistic in her life. I mean, her life was... She was good if you got photographs <clears throat> of them and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they were good. They were like... Yeah, we've got... I have definitely have a picture of my um, of Carolee's. I think I saw one recently, yeah. I've got a... Do, 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 actually doing it, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, cool. so, you know, artists come from everywhere and, you know, it's it was just her way of giving something for the kids that they couldn't buy in a shop, I guess. That's so nice. So you're going to see lots of shows... Now, aren't you? When, mm. when we met, which after we talked mm. about this, we went to the National Portrait Gallery, we went to see the Martin Parr. Which, which we love. Show I know you both show. love the National Portrait Gallery. We love the National Portrait we do, Gallery. Yeah. Well, it's just very, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just great, isn't it? Yeah. And then so, we went up to the Holbeins and we saw the historical we did, Kings which and Queens. Which are wonderful. Yeah. Love them as well. Yeah. It's funny because I'm not drawn to a certain um, medium or medium style. Or, or period or style yeah. or artist. Everything seems to spark up some sort of thought process, you know, even, you know, things like even Rothko's and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Where, have you seen a Rothko in the flesh? Yeah. Where have you in seen New them? York. Yeah. In the MoMA? Yeah. yeah. And what did you feel like when you sat there? <clears> well, I wouldn't have known what it was, frankly, and if I hadn't have seen the Eddie Redmayne um, play. play yeah. at the oh, Dom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I did, it wasn't at the Dom Mar, so I saw it somewhere. I saw it in New York, I think. With Alfred Molina. With Alfred Molina, right, yeah. yeah. Molina. Is it Molina, is it? Molina, yeah. I, I call him Molina. <laughs> Asha right. Kamalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the, it's, it's uh, I know, uh, it's, and anyway, so that's how I understood what they were you know what did you feel like because some the whole Rothko thing is that people sit in front of Rothko's and they have this wave of emotion because of the colours and they, they suck you in and they make you feel sad or well you know coming from a very pragmatic working class background I had to really stamp out that opinion of going what the fuck is that yeah. look at it I mean it's just like a big piece of red you yeah. know, somebody just whacked out on a sheet and expects a few hundred thousand pounds for it you know More. Yeah. but when you when I knew the story behind him and how tormented he was and you know how angry he was and all that angst was put into these pictures and yeah. you think how layered they are you know and all that stuff and yeah. it makes a difference and, and sometimes you do need to read the little plaque next to a picture yeah. for you to actually get some sort of idea of when it was made why it was but painted, what was the inspiration, yeah. who was in the picture, you know, what were they going through, and that stuff, the Holbein's upstairs, when we went upstairs, you know, the second you read the 
You know, it was the story like, of these people yeah. and who they were and yeah. relation to the kings and queens. Where are the Holbeins? Are they upstairs in the yeah, National Park? Because I, I only recently discovered they had that whole floor there. For it's some reason, amazing. I've been going for years, never right. realised, yeah. and then accidentally went upstairs and found this whole room. They're incredible, those incredible. paintings. Incredible. And they're like priceless ancient paintings, aren't they? Yeah, like historical documents yeah. that are yeah. like the most important. Do you guys record. find it interesting looking at paintings like that from a kind of acting point of view? If I've always wondered this, like if you look at, well, if I you're trying to build a character yeah. and you have a role. So for example, you were just in The Alienist and I was wondering, because that's like late 1800s, isn't it? It is, um, yes. And I was wondering if as an actor you would ever go and look at art or from the time or something like that to try and inspire your character or whether that doesn't really happen. I think so, but I, I, what I do is when I see old paintings like that is I look at their faces and think, oh, that looks like... I would cast mm-hmm. that actor as that role. Yeah. Oh, really? Like that we oh, actually... That looks like <laughs> we, 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 we go around going, yeah, who's that look like? We yeah. can cast him, you can play that role, I'll be him. It's so funny. Yeah, and that, that's, that is also interesting, you know, especially talking about portraits. You know, that person's face has become, you know... It's hundreds of years old, looking down from this wall. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they look like people now. They look like people now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, um, I had an art teacher when I was in um, the Alienist. Um, this uh, really great charcoal artist who worked with charcoal mainly, and he came to my house and taught me how to, you know, structure the face because you know it's very sounds easy, but it's actually not. You know, find the shape of the face because your character is he was a an newspaper illustrator. illustrator and also like a society artist. Right, so he would go home and draw the you know the opening of the ballet or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But he would have to do it all from memory. Yeah. Um, and so, so I needed to know how the firstly how the material works, you know, and and also working with materials and you know what they used to rub things out, but from that period, which right, what right. we have nowadays is very very different. Right. And I had a beautiful um, stingray skin backed uh, artist book with with wow. all the little compartments for different pencils and mm. it was beautiful I mean I got into it I loved it that's so cool so, the, so on, on camera they wanted you to be actually drawing yeah, well, it's it. me yeah, it's it me is actually you it. every yeah, point yeah, yeah. and is that really important for you to like sort of embody the character and feel what they would feel And well, I think not. it doesn't have to be you know 100% but I think if there's certain things that they do that you think actually it would be good to learn that just so you can feel how it would you know Im- you know, for, immerse yourself in how that feels physically while you're having to talk to somebody you're actually drawing something yeah, or what, yeah. Yeah. how much in concentration does it take because you can fake it but if you have it the has time, to be second nature yeah it should be second nature yeah. and you should do it you know and it's part of the job yes I mean, you're missing out a really valuable and interesting part of the job if you uh, just fake it you learn nothing and if you actually do it i'll never forget how i can you know i could draw a face now and i can you know make it look quite real wow um and work with charcoal because it's a very difficult medium you know yeah, yeah. you make a mark you sort of work with the marks they don't just disappear right 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 um especially back in 1897 so <laughs> so what um, was the eraser they had then it's like it was like this sort of chewing gummy sort of and they just just twist it into a tiny little point and then they just rub a bit of it out but it was never very well didn't, didn't yeah, really yeah. get rid of it massively um so yeah that was that was that was nice and and um but i didn't bring any art home from Budapest I don't think would you still draw now would you like go home and do it some days no 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 I you're shooting that again though aren't you I'm going back in a month and a half yeah and you shoot it all in Budapest all in Budapest because it has a very dark kind of energy to the way it's it's uh written but also the actual visual look of the, mm. the show is very kind of yeah. dark and mysterious well New York was a it was an interesting period in New York's history you know because it was the the gilded age of New York mm. um 
What does that mean? The, well, the turn of the century. There was the, lots of industrial Industrialization. Change. There was very big, rich families. You know, it was the birth of telephones and electricity, mm. gas. In so it's television. like the Rockefellers and all that. When they oh, they're all in it. You know, and incredible um, poverty on the other side. And then the so flip side of it. So you've got complete contrast. The underbelly of New York City was this... Irish Massive immigrants. hot pond of not just Irish. I mean, the whole world was. They they landed in Lower East Side, New York City. Yeah. You'd have the Jewish quarter, the Polish quarter, the Italians, the, you know, the Russians. It was the Jew. It was went on and on and on, and they were all in this tiny few streets of New, Lower Why East. Why do you think they were all drawn to going there? Well, they were all looking for the the American dream, and and the 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 doors were open. You just had to get through that island and get through and get your papers yeah, yeah. And, you know and yeah, it start was like a new, a new era wasn't it a new age yeah a kind of way of making something of yourself but along with that you know comes extreme poverty there was no regulations you know child labor prostitution alcoholism drug addiction i mean it just went on and on and on and it, i think it portrayed that side of new york extremely well yeah, yeah. and also the whole thing about mental illness oh, and the way it was yeah. perceived at that time i think it's so important to make shows like that because mm. it's not just entertainment it was actually it's actually kind of relevant to where we all are now absolutely you know? and i think it's a great show because of that and you've got a second season a second third season, isn't it or third. it's a second second second, second yeah. yeah yeah congratulations so, thank you very much some more artworks <laughs> oh, no. So you didn't buy anything from Budapest? You said. Somebody bought me a very beautiful piece of art um, over um, for my birthday, which is really really nice. Very abstract. I seem to migrate to more towards abstract within my home. I know the photographs of flowers are obviously not, but I I bought a few Chris Moon um, pieces mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. Actually, over over a period of about four years, I bought three pieces, four pieces. Three are on my walls, and they're quite abstract. And I, I sort of, I don't know why I like it. I think it's because they're not too intrusive. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to look at one, mm-hmm. it'll draw you in, and you can get involved. But it's not like making a massive statement. Got it. Anyway, that's how I see abstract art. I don't know whether that means anything to anybody. It doesn't mean it to you. <laughs> it means it all to you. So, and and like when you've been to museums and institutions, can you? Remember a time when you've actually sat in front of a work in an institution and been mm. like, okay, I, I think I'm sort of getting this now. Yeah, I do. Um, it was... So I used to come to London to the musicals with my mum on the bus. and From where? From, from the valleys, yeah. yeah. So How you come, Well, like a coach. A coach, yeah. 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 So you'd, you'd buy a bus trip ticket, you know, and the, t- the theatre ticket would be in, in on it, and it would be the matinee, which would start like, what, 2.30 or something. So you'd get to London by maybe 10, 30, 11, so you'd be on a bus by from 7 in the morning, get wow. there about 10, get off, and all the grannies would be on the bus, you know, taking their <laughs> teeth out. Would this be you wanting to do this to your mum? Like, mum, I want to go to London. Yeah. Or she be no, 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 no. I, no, I wanted to go. She she liked the musical, so we'd go to see a musical. So we came and saw everything from, like, Sunset Boulevard, Phantom of the Opera, Joseph wow. and the Color Dreamcoat, all the big shows, Starlight Express, you know, and we'd come to London, but then we'd have three hours to spare, so you'd, we'd get off the bus, and before the grannies could say, what are you doing, take us with you? You know, we'd just <laughs> run off, and... <laughs> and Inevitably, we would end up in the Trafalgar Square because, firstly, it's sort of like uh, the beating heart of the West End, and you look and you Nelson's see column. every every yeah. avenue you look. There's something interesting, and then and from behind it is the National Gallery, which was also free, and that was something that had to be the case because we didn't have any money. So the National Gallery could go in and look around for free, yeah. and not just go in, but even at ten, coming from the valleys. Um, we knew that that uh, 
the the Van Gogh picture of the daffodils was in this building, and wow. we we'd go find it. So cool, you know. And then you'd see it, and then you'd ask the man, the security, how much is it? <laughs> you know, because Welsh people always talk. Well, Welsh working class <laughs> people always want to know how much something is worth. <laughs> you know, and then you're standing thinking, wow, this man's been dead like all those years, and. And how is it looking like this? It looks like gold because when it's lit in that room, it, yeah. you, it doesn't look like paint. It looks like metallic colours when it it shines so brightly. You know, and then every time we went down and you, you'd go and find something else and over the years, you know, you'd see a money and then um, the, the money and the, the lily pond and uh, the ambassadors, which is a Holbein, right? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think, which has got the stretched skull at the bottom, which yes. in perspective oh, that's, you have yeah, to that's turn. The National Portrait Gallery. The so National good. Portrait yeah, Gallery. Yeah. The optical yeah. illusion one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and that's what we would do. And I was living in London by the time I was uh, 17. So I was, I spent six months before I started college just, you know, not doing much. And I'd often be at the, the art galleries, you know, because once again, they were, you know, they're free or, or, you know, they're subsidized so we can get into them in London. We're very lucky to have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Them. We are, my God, I, it's so I used to work with an artist called John McAllister, who's American, <clears throat> and he, when he was studying art, decided to get a job at MoMA so that he could work there out of hours. So he was almost like a night watchman, yeah. where he'd spend, you know, from 8pm at night till 5 in the morning yeah. uh, monitoring the museum to make sure, like a security person. Brilliant. And it meant that he would get to walk around the museum at night, and he actually met his wife, she was doing the same job and she was studying art in that museum. But I loved the idea no, that he, because he was obsessed with impressionism and all this, all the different kinds yeah. of, or maybe it wasn't the MoMA actually, Maybe it was the Met or somewhere, but it was a different, a big oh, museum anyway. Amazing. And they actually fell in love, like monitoring these paintings. And he came to London, and I took him. He'd never been here before when we did our first show in London with him. And um, I took him to the National Gallery, and his knowledge was unbelievable. He knew every single work. He taught me so much, but it was incredible that it is free and that you can just walk in and see all these iconic paintings. And I didn't even realize how many of them were actually still in London, like yeah. here for us all to see. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. If, I wonder if the daffodils are still there. Aren't they well, sunflowers? There's a few. Well, there is, no, we did daffodils you and did he daffodils did sunflowers. Well. Yeah. He did, yeah, I'm daffodils. talking about the sunflowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you are? You said daffodils. Sorry. It's because you're Welsh. because I'm Welsh. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was <laughs> like I a subconscious. The first flower that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Daffodil. Daffodil. I always used to wear the daffodil. Deal or the leaf of so the sunflowers like are currently a uh, in the Tate Britain show with like Bango, which we've got to go and see. We've got to organise that. Oh, yes, yes, before it goes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I um, I went to um, lip smacking. Oof. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh my god, you're, you're doing it to off. yourself. Bear it. Oh god. <laughs> um, uh, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Yeah. Now that is something so good. Beyond brilliant. Yeah. Mm. All of his work in one building, owned by his family. They yeah. still 
you know, his legacy. And it's, it's an extraordinary story. And you, you, you go from birth through to his death and, and you're surrounded by all his works. And it's really, really powerful place. Yeah. Have you seen the new film? Because there's a I film yet. by no, Julian Schnabel. Yeah, no, I, haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard such good reviews. Everyone is it, is, is yeah, it well, good? everyone who's seen it said it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It looks... He wasn't famous in his lifetime at all, no. playing golf, and then it was his husband's wife who took the paintings and was the one who was going around with all the paintings trying to pitch him and get him a show and keep his legacy and keep his story his alive. His husband's wife? H- his brother's yeah. wife. I was about to say, I didn't think he was yeah, gay. It's a big family he, as if well. If he was, he wouldn't have got married, would he? Oh, no, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you might have back then. His brother's wife. Okay, oh, And she was the one who's responsible for getting all of his artwork out there. If she hadn't been around. Yeah. Then it would they would have all just been thrown yeah. away. Wow. Yeah. Mint. And now they're like the most priceless like, objects in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to Martin Parr, by the way. Yes. What did you guys make of that? I haven't actually seen the show yet. So he's a documentary photographer. Yeah. And what 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 kind of work was in the show? Well, a lot of it was Brexit based. A lot of it was yeah. what it was to be British. Oh, so really? there's like fish and mm. chip shops and people on the beach. Oh yes, of course. Classic holes. images. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a celebration of like I you, loved it. You loved it, but we did but we did um, we did love it but it was <laughs> we, we were like I think you turned around to me at one point and went aren't we kind of silly British people yeah you look at what, like Morris <laughs> dancing so odd. and bringing by sales we're an odd sales. bunch we are an odd bunch you know that's what happens when you get separated from the European mainland yeah <laughs> a few hundred thousand years <laughs> yeah. ago you know we get a little bit quirky in our ways we are quirky and we're all Morris Miners Morris dancers like, Morris I mean dancers. what the hell? Like, what actually Morris that? Miners they're yeah. an odd Cars. <laughs> Anything with Morrison. Yeah. But it I was, was obsessed on... with that whole thing when I was a kid, like people with ribbons as you Yeah, yeah, but, but they, they know they have a stuff, spring but... thing, yeah. like a spring festival carnival in, in Whitstable I was at once. But I have to tell you one thing about my home in Abu Bargoid. And this happened many, many years later. So I've got an old uh, uh, a gay couple I've known for a very long time. They were my landlords when I was in a, a musical called Miss Saigon in Edinburgh, mm. and they were friends of friends. And they said, oh, "We have oops, we have a spare room, so you can come and stay." Um, you know, so I did, and I've known them for a very long time. Um, they're in their late eighties now. No. Um, they've been together forty. How old was you then? Years. I was twenty-four. And you was was you out by then and everything? Did oh you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so and they you were wonderful, you know, because they were from a different era than, than me, but they were very cultured. Then Radio 4 would be on in the mornings at breakfast, you know, and they'd have the same thing, you know, the, and it was, it, was just a, it was just nice to see a regimented but comfortable existence from an, an older couple who were very happy in their own environments. Anyway, they came to, to Wales once, uh, many years later, and came to my mum and dad's house, and I showed them where I was born and where I was brought up. They then went up to Manchester to see family, and they went to the Lowry yeah. Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in the Lowry gift shop. And this is no word of lie. And he was looking at the postcards. And all of a sudden, he saw this one postcard. And he just happened to pick it up and look a little closer. He's in his 70s at this point. And it's a picture of my valley, the where I was born. Right. No way. Oh, Abbott And Lowry did a, uh, a walking holiday of South Wales. Wow. And he stopped on the mountain opposite my house. On, on like this, so my, I'm on one hill. There's another hill in front. And then undulating hills with a viaduct going across it. And he was on the hill behind that, looking back at Abba Bargoid. And he, he drew it. He painted it. That is so and cool. My, and uh, Philip, his name is, Philip Croft, um, sent it to my mum and dad saying, you won't believe this, but this oh. is a picture. So, you know, it was an ugly place, but it couldn't have been that ugly because Lowry, Lowry painted it. Yeah, that is so. Isn't that mad? That is mad. Yeah, so we've got. Mum's got it on her fridge. I think. Did you tell that story to Ian McKellen because he's a big Lowry collector? No, 
I always, always get I always get so You would know to all talk. about that, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he would know so, all about that. Well, he probably yeah, yeah, would, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 I, I'll remember to tell him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's turning eighty this year. Thank God. He is. He is. Incredible. Yeah. So we ask all of our guests two questions. The first mm. question is If you could go to a museum or a gallery and do an art heist where you get to this is a character for you, <laughs> where you get to take an artwork home with you, um, what would it be and why? It could be anything. Mm. It doesn't have to be a painting. It could be a sculpture or anything that Photograph. means a lot to you. Do you like photography? Mm. It's tough, isn't it? Mm. It's really tough being on talk art. It's not easy. It's like hard-hitting journalism. Oh. Sweating. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. I think ah. maybe... Do you need another bite of the sandwich? <laughs> a soggy bacon butty. Let me think. Well, it would have to be somewhere in Rome. Firstly, in Ooh. Rome, why Rome? Because it's just full of incredible sculptures. Mm. I think it would be a sculpture, right? Because I like to walk around a piece of art because then you get a million different. So, okay, so tell us about a sculpture angles. you've walked around that you think this is about. Well, I uh, Vatican, I've been around the Vatican and looked at within the Vatican and seen stunning like st- statues and sculptures yeah, yeah. there, and and um, and and then you realize how old they are and imagine the. The, People the, the craftsmanship yeah. behind each yeah, one of incredible. these, you know. Um, Florence is obviously there's there's Michelangelo's there and David is there. Um, and there's willies everywhere in Florence. <laughs> yeah, they chopped them all off in our country, but they kept them there in Florence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so I don't know, but I think it would have to be something in something beautiful, and then I'd need a massive go- maybe one of the, maybe a fountain. Like Trevi Fountain. Not the Trevi. I like the Trevi, but there's one at the bottom of the Spanish steps in Rome, which is a boat. Hmm. And there's a, it's a boat. with, And the, the fountain was in the boat. Yeah. And the story behind it is that once Rome flooded so badly from the Tiber that the water came all the way up the main avenue to the bottom of the steps of the Spanish steps and a boat floated all the way up. When the water receded, the boat was left at the bottom of the Spanish steps. Oh. And as a memory of this flooding of Rome, they built this marble, no sto- uh, stone, marble, stone uh, boat. Yeah. Wicked. And I think that's quite nice. I love the story behind it. That's so I'll just great. take that. And you put that in East London, <laughs> in the garden. Put that in East London, yeah, in the garden. Lovely. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah, that's great. And the other question I also asked, like the oh, idea no. of like the Vatican. I love the idea of you going into the Vatican. Nicking like, something nicking from the Vatican. Yeah. The Pope. <laughs> Have you met the Pope? I haven't met the Pope, no. no. Would you like no. to? I'm not that bothered, really. Yeah. I mean, I would like to meet him just because I'm just a fascination and curiosity. Yeah, but yeah, with someone Instagram. like that. As yeah. a leader of a, of a religion, no. But I think, yeah. you know, I, I think he's quite a cool guy. He seems to, you know... Have you seen he's a video more... of him pulling his hand away? Yeah, that's really yeah. ring. I mean, that is shocking. It's a, it's a bit it? late. It's a bit late. It's a that. bit late, mate. Yeah. And you know, you can't be doing that. You can't change yeah. that. Yeah. What was Some that of all those about? Because you didn't want to get, get high OCD. Or... Oh, really? Yeah. Literally, he literally yanks the hand out of them, and then and they're just looking at him, going, "Shocked, like, oh, what have I done wrong?" Because they must walk away from him, being like, "The Pope hates me. Won't let me kiss his hand. He must think I'm repulsive." Yeah. That that psychology. He's going to live with them for the rest of their life. It's like if you meet the Queen, don't they say? Yeah, they'll put. She puts her hand out yeah, to you. you then you, you never first. put your hand out to her. Well, he should wear a glove or something. Yeah, or, with a, a ring pla- over the top or, or of the glove, or a prosthetic glove or something, a or a mask you know, or something. Because yeah, there yeah. are those people. You know, the Catholics. That's what they. That's, they live their whole lives for those moments. Yes. you know, yeah. and that, that's the pinnacle of their life. They would have gone to like meet the Pope, and then he just whips his hand back. Yeah, not that. I mean, so anyway, but the Vatican is a stunning place. Yeah, it's incredible. If, 
if a little gratuitous, yeah, because <laughs> there's so much art. There's so there's you know the 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 f- f- uh, what's the the big um, tapestries floor. The, oh, I'm thinking the Bayou tapestry, but it's not that. No, the Bayou tapestry. I love that. In the Vatican. I used to be obsessed with the Bayou tapestry yeah. when Did I was growing up. Fabric. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, you you're fabric. right. Got Harold, like, Harold's yeah. arrow in his eye, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. I'm actually just beginning to realise maybe my love of fabrics come from Wales. Something just hit me. That well, must be what it is. Well, then you needed Luke Evans Luke here to Evans, <laughs> let you, you realise. Because I'm obsessed with um, with fabric and jumpers and knitwear and embroidery and all that kind of stuff. I don't know why, but I've got a real... But I do now know why. Because yeah. I'm Welsh. It's my I'm, Welsh it's your heritage. Do you knit? I don't knit, but You've maybe I knits. should because it might help me. I'm going to write over it. knitting. He doesn't I've knit, but I do knits. have knits. Yeah. <laughs> I do not have knits. He's hot for the he record. hasn't scratched once. I don't, I, I don't knit, but I think I sh- probably should because I think it, I've got a very knit. overactive mind, so it probably yeah. helped me to focus, focus and be crochet calm. and stuff. Oh, crochet. you've got a little, yes, yeah, so you've got a little bit of paper here with notes and stuff on. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! Does he really? Stop trying to make me look like give us, give us teachers. He's turned up with like. I'm so proud of that. Yeah, me though. too. No, it's just that last night when I looked at my calendar for today, I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Yeah. Tomorrow's the day I have to go and Tomorrow's talk about art, which I don't yeah. really know that much about. And I'm thinking, "Oh god, I don't sound like an idiot." And then I, so I texted you, and I was yeah. like, "Tomorrow's the day." Yeah. He said, oh, "Just talk about you know things he's going on and things you like and." Topical stuff and things you might think is interesting. So I wrote a couple of things down. That's so what very we, professional. We I love that. Small A5 anything? piece of paper. <laughs> very large writing. Anything on there that you want to bring yeah. in? Um, well, I'm, I was invited by Grayson Perry. Were you? Uh, to be on the committee for the summer exhibition of uh, uh, Royal Academy. Wicked. Summer exhibition preview party. That's, that's, that's this great. year. That's this year. It's every June. And it's a wonderful show because you can actually buy the art off the walls have you been there before and bought anything i have i've got a i've got a rabbit by tracy emmett yeah yeah yeah. i also have rolling waves which is a long freeze type of uh picture i can't remember the 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 female artist that i bought it from off the top of my head but it's above my bed and it's beautiful it's like a big rolling wave it's not maggie hambling Possibly. Could be, yeah. It's pastels, it's colours and it's pastels. It sounds like it could be Maggie Hamlin. long and it's beautiful. She does long. She actually has a really great one in in the Ivy because Carl, Carl, who I worked with, curated the Ivy when they redid it. Mm. And there's an orange painting of waves which is also long like you're describing, kind of like a rectangular size by Maggie Hamlin. And it's stunning. And she does a lot of waves. We're meant to be meeting her maybe to talk to her. She's amazing. Yeah, she's Yeah, and you know, it's... It's, 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 yeah, so I did. I, I bought some of those. And it's nice because it raises money for the, the school and for the academy. That's so what's great. your involvement in the summer exhibition then? Just turn up, look nice. Oh. <laughs> Impossible. Try, Impossible try and sing time. a song. <laughs> <laughs> Something don't, Welsh, get, yeah. don't get tomato sauce on my suit. <laughs> I think, Russ, that you went recently, though, to one of the exhibitions, did you? At the mm. Did you go see Phil de Barlow? Yes. Yes. I did. What did you make yes. of her? We love I, her. I, I, I wasn't that... I don't... Mm, Yes, I get it. And I think it's very, very cool because it's massive. Had you seen massive. her work before? I, I'm not sure. If I yeah. did, I would. I didn't know about it. Yeah. It's great because it's so bizarre and it's so unusual and it's sort of, it's materials that we're all very uh, uh, used to seeing yeah. used in a sort of strange sort of War of the Worlds type animalistic alien creature. I don't know what it was, but it was, yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. 
I, yeah, I mean, the problem with her art is because it's so big, you can only see about four pieces because then you, it fills up every room. Right. But that's the point. But it is that, the point, yeah. It would have been better at the Tate Modern, I felt, because you could have filled up that whole turbine. turbine you know, hall. she actually did the Tate Britain, you know, the Davine halls, that kind mm. of beautiful entrance, kind of huge oh, right. hall. She did the whole of that with mm. giant, um, yeah. almost like helter-skelter kind of huge yeah. things. And her work's very anti-the plinth. So right. as a sculptor, there's always this issue if you make a sculpture that you have to put it onto a plinth. Yeah. And, and you're walking underneath it, you're in, yeah, in the middle of it. Exactly. It kind of it's becomes immersive. the space you're mm. in. Yeah. 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 And also there's a lot of recycling It's about in disrupting the space, isn't yeah. it? It's about like really challenging what it is to be in a, in a space. Yeah. And, you're, and, and the whole point of that show is that you get to the end and you can't exit the end, just go all the way back through like yeah. a cul-de-sac. But yes. what's great about it is there are many ways to go through it. Yeah, you know, it's not you know you can and we did well we walked one way through it and yeah. then we thought oh we've got to go back we went a different yeah, yeah, angle yeah. and I did love she had I put one on my Instagram actually it was like these like I don't know how it's like a, it was on hanging on the wall mm. it was like yes. I think it was metal and yes. paper and it and then she dripped paint on top of it mm -hmm. and I loved that and I would I literally took a picture because I was like. If I could have this, I would have it. Yeah, and that's house. a more domestic size one. Yes, yes so you exactly, could relate yeah. to that on the. Yeah, you'd yeah. be able to live with it. Exactly. Russ and I both have some of her sculptures. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, we, we spotted her before she got How big before house? she got big. But they're not well, like that big. They're, they're no, very but, small. But yeah, they're we have little, loads of little bricks by her, huh? yeah. and they're all okay. over our flats. We've both got oh, like lovely. half of the set basically. <laughs> and he let me buy one of her works on paper that he got at an auction that I'd sent him to years ago, like a charity auction. Uh -huh. And he bought it for like eight hundred quid or something. And then years later, he didn't have anywhere to put it, and let me buy it for the price, even though it's worth a lot more because he's a good friend. Yeah, isn't he a loving human friends. being? That's, That's what I do for my friends, Luke. And he's I, obviously and I, doing and all right. <clears throat> he's obviously doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> so our other question we ask every guest yeah. is very taxing. It's so you really better you better get your notes ready. Um, what is your favourite colour, Luke Evans? Green. Oh, oh wow, straight. Very decisive. No, 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 it's always been green. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and why green? Oh, many many things. Um, I guess I'm surrounded by green where I was brought up. Yes. I'm surrounded by forests and hills. Did you love it growing up? Did you appreciate um, it growing up? Yes, I did, yeah. So I, my granddad is a, is a walker. So we walked every week with my granddad through, you know, forests and over hills and through cow pats and sheep <laughs> and animals and farmland and, you know, saw incredible views of South Wales, you know. Well, the second you get out of the ugly towns and villages, because they're not that pretty, and, I'm, you know, I'm, people will agree with me. They're not pretty, they're, you know... They're, they're just to house people on a sort of a economical basis. And there's nothing pretty about them. Second, you get out of the village, you see, you know, farmland, and then you go further than that, and then it's just wilderness, you know, and mm. forests and the Brecon beacons. And You're an ambassador now for the Welsh Tourist Board, right? Well, not officially, but I have done the adverts for the last three years, right. and sort of I am the face of it. Or face way, of Wales. Which I'm very happy to be. Yeah, of course. Um, well, it seems to be, like, genuine. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a lot of Wales that people don't get to see, and they don't think about going to the coastline. You know, mm. Wales has a the longest coastal path, uninterrupted coastal path in Europe. It's like 600 and something miles long. Really? And the beaches are stunning. You know, UNESCO protected white sands, beautiful, do there's dolphins in the water. I mean, crazy what? stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, there are. It's incredible. There. Yes, Russell. That's my childhood. Dolphins and... Riding dolphins. Yeah, seriously, riding dolphins sharks and my Huge whale sharks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah. Maybe I should do that for Essex. Green is, green is a colour. Or maybe you should go visit Wales. 
Yeah, I will. Yeah. You know, it's really, really interesting that you, <laughs> it's really interesting that you like green because green is a colour in the art world that often people um, who make paintings, you make a green painting, they often don't sell very quickly. Really? And it's really weird. Why is that? And one of our artists, Catherine Bernhardt, titled her show Green recently for that very reason. Oh, really? She was like, screw you all. And she did a painting of Garfield with like green, like a green Brilliant. background. And paintings <clears throat> of cows. I say never do cows because yeah. they never sell. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. I love cows. Yeah. Oh, you I can love buy them all up. There's loads of them. Yeah, loads, loads of green, green cows. cow paintings. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Um, you're green you're is like a very green calming client. colour though, isn't it? Green is a calming colour. Green room. And the colour green is always about breathing and relaxing. That's so interesting. I'd never thought of that. But yeah. you're true. The green room is what you do before you go on stage. Mm, so you chill out. That's what I always thought. Anyway, that's what that's what I'm sticking to. Um, I love how decisive you were. About I met your giraffe on the weekend, colour. just guys. Just you you met, I met a giraffe earlier. I saw that on your Instagram. You met a giraffe. I mean, cows are one thing, but giraffes. <laughs> Where did you meet the giraffe? At Longley. So I know Lady Weymouth, Lady Emma Weymouth. Who will get you? And. Um, and uh, they, they, they own the long list. I didn't know there was a lady, Emma Weymouth. Oh, I, I want to meet her now. Meet yeah. now. She's she's wonderful. To this, please she, invite us. We should do a long she would. talk She's a wonderful. Yeah. Love it. Um, they have some very interesting art as well. Do they? Oh my God, the house is full of it. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. My goddaughter is going to be really jealous of you, Keris. Keris, very Welsh Keris name. Thank you. So that proves my Welsh, my Welshness. Roots, yeah. Uh, she's obsessed with giraffes and she's painting and all she paints is giraffes a lot of the time. Wow. Yeah, they're brilliant. So I had a piece of. Broccoli in my hand, and Gertie, the biggest giraffe, came around, put her head. I saw the back of her chin, like, oh. the head, and she ate it out of my hand. Oh. Like, her head was here. I mean, oh. that's the dream. It was a magical moment. Wow. Yeah. Didn't he have to go to Kenya? Wow. I love that hit. you just threw that in. Yeah. Oh my God, I feel all inspired now by giraffes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get told off by my mum if I don't mention something. Go on. So my mum said to me that Cardiff has one of the best museums in the world, in her opinion, um, ever, and they have incredible impressionist paintings. Have you been there? Yeah, and I it was a big influence. That, I, in yeah, her, I think it's the National Museum of Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, they do, they do, and it's probably the first place I remember going to a museum. Definitely was the one in Cardiff, because I think they had a dinosaur exhibition there when we were yeah, kids. Yeah. And exactly. We went there for that, but obviously the the, the bigger picture of um, of, of Cardiff Museum is that there are, you know, uh, there's art on the wall. Like proper masterpieces. Yeah. yeah. How great is your mum, though, taking you up, like, and now because the career you're in, it must have been so informative for you growing up to take Absolutely. you into the West End to go and see mm. musicals and then think, well, instead of just, you know, sitting at McDonald's, you go to, like, Oh, an we art would gallery. never have done that. Yeah. That and she, what? yeah, it's interesting She's because she doesn't really come changed. from that background yeah, at amazing. all. She just knew that. Yeah. Yeah. We never did what everybody else was doing. We always took a side street or, you know, and that's where she, that I've always been curious as well. And I, I get nature. it from them. I just have to watch my mum and dad in a, you know, it's ever taken to a premiere or I take them to an event and they don't yeah. know anyone. I don't have to worry about them because I look around and my dad's talking to somebody. Yeah. My mum's talking to somebody else. I and then you get home, you get in the car home to the hotel or back to the house or something. And they're telling me stuff about people I've known for like five years. I yeah. don't know anything knew. about. And I think that curiosity is something you should never lose. You Absolutely. Know? And, and if you can instill it into your children, which is what she did to me, you know, London is an amazing place to be curious because there's so much to see and there's you don't even the thing about Rome is I was telling you about it as well you don't even have to walk into a museum to appreciate the history and the art you're walking over mosaics on the floors of the on some of those streets which in any other country would have a cordon around it yes. and, and a glass wall yes but because there's so much of it in Rome 
they have to accept you're going to just walk over it. And, I also and think it. it's so great in Rome that but if you want to see great art, all you have to do is go to one of the churches, yeah. open the door, and often they're huge inside and they look tiny outside. So yeah. Like mental, but you always see some kind of incredible artwork, like a Caravaggio or something like yeah, on the absolutely. wall of the church. Yeah. And then also the Pantheons, like my favorite building in the whole universe oh, yeah, ever. Amazing. And I can't believe it exists. Like, yeah. how the hell does that stand up? I well, mean, it's, it's like, it is one of the most, it, 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 they designed that con, that, that, uh, yeah. Dome. recessed square yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, designed to be able to build that dome it's mental it's so incredible they're so clever I went there one year and they had like red rose petals uh, falling down the falling down the, the hole in the centre of it wow. and it was like I don't know what uh, you know celebration it was of some kind maybe it was Easter or something I don't know but it was so poetic and wow. so beautiful it's, like and it's, isn't it? it's sort That's of always in, like, yeah. I think I dream about it almost sometimes oh that sounds amazing oh God, yeah, bro, I love I know, it's really profound yes the impact it's had on my life <laughs> um yeah, we should go to Rome, Russ. Oh, Rome, yeah. Let me, let me know, I'll come with you. I yeah. love Rome. Amazing, via Cardiff. We didn't even talk about Gilbert and George. Oh, well, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Gilbert and George. We've still got time. I mean, this Do you know them? super random. No, go, go on. on, we love random. No, but I, so, um, they were on the TV when I was maybe, what was it, about 25, 24, 25, and they were on some sort of like BBC uh, Two show with the... Ex BBC like Alan Yentob. Yent. yeah, like imagine it was him. It was him. And the thing that the 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 thing was, you'd uh, he, they were. It's just when can, we all started having home computers and printers. Right. And Gilbert and George had done an artwork that you could print off. Yes, I remember. Do you remember? My, my dad actually gave it to me and I, sent it to so me as I, a file. And like, so and Jake I and Dean Chapman did, did it later as well. The same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's the first time I knew who they were. Wow. And obviously I was fascinated well, by them. It? What you, what you it was one of their artworks. You could like So basically the artwork came in, it was it was basically a, a window frame of nine panes, but the the pictures, the, the panes were A4 size. So you could print out every, you could print out nine of those pictures. Right. And then you could put them on next to each other with the frame around them and it would be a like piece a work. of art. Because you know they always make those grids of images. And they're all black and white. That make no, this no, was colour. And, and it was weird because at that point I lived on Charing Cross Road, opposite, just up from, but opposite the old St. Martin's College of Art mm -hmm. and Fashion. And that's where they went to college. And the artwork that they were allowing people to print for, like I think it was from their website for about six hours after the show, was called Planed Trees. Because on Charing Cross Road, there's these... Trees, huge trees yeah. on Trancross Road, and they're planed. They're called planed trees, and they have what basically look like really big bollocks, <laughs> basically. And this is weird because I knew out of my window, I lived on the fifth floor, was a huge plane tree, and I used to look out and look at these huge balls that never seemed to drop off the tree. <laughs> and then I watched That's this documentary hot, yeah. with Alan Yentob, and you know, in their very posh voices, well, they just look like bollocks to us, you know. So we thought we'd add them to so our. Good. And I was like, oh my god, I love these guys. I have something. I have something in common with them. I saw the same thing, so I had to print off these pictures. Anyway, cut to two years ago. Haven't spoken about them really, or I'd been to lots of their exhibitions, but never met them. I'm in. But Budapest shooting this this show and a friend of mine is a restaurateur and he is in charge of hosting the new artists that are going to come into their exhibition in the, the new open art, art gallery in Budapest. He said, uh, but he's, he's Hungarian. He said, I don't know them. And um, they, they're a couple and I think they're a bit unusual. Um, they're called Gilbert and George. Would you come <laughs> to dinner with me? And I went, what, Gilbert and George? From I'm thinking, yeah, no, it must be a Gilbert. I said, absolutely, I'll yeah. come. I said, let me tell you, 
I know a, well, not a lot, but I know enough to spark up a conversation. I'm sure it'll help us get through the dinner. Well, it didn't just help us get through the dinner. It was a complete delight to be in their company. Firstly, oh, wow. they're not what you expect at all. You know, they're extremely charming, very funny, very interested, extremely curious. Yes. Um, and this sparked up a friendship with them. And I have been to Paris to a huge exhibition they have in uh, just outside of Paris. It was the biggest exhibition they had of their their most recent work. It's so big that it has they can't do the whole exhibition in one place. So they had one in Paris. There's one in somewhere like Belgium. Another one in in Rome. But they're all connected. Just the same show, but just... But they're so big. These pictures are so enormous. They had to split them into different cities. And they invited us to their opening night. And then I had a phone call from the BBC saying, Gilbert and George have asked if you'd uh, do um, this... uh, It it was on the radio, and then they started doing on TV, some sort of culture show that they used to be just on the radio. They'd love you to present and interview them for this show. Oh, (laughs) wow. Oh, God, really? This is not good? Because I... I thought they can ask somebody way... Ask Russell Tovey. He's probably not way more than me. So then I had to do this whole... Done I've done it. Yeah, it's well it done. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's it called? Is it on iPlayer? Yeah, it's on iPlayer. I'm what's sure. it called? No idea. Luke Evans interviews Gilbert and Joe. Yeah, it was, it's on a, it was on a TV show that was on the radio and then they decided to do it on telly. And every week they talk to a different... So it's a segment of a TV yeah. show. Yeah, wow. and I went to their house and I interviewed them in their house. Oh, and that's then so good. Into their workshops at the back, which are basically like the most technological... It's so weird. Oh, so their studios at the back of their house? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. it's massive. I really want to meet them. Actually, yeah. we should invite them to come on this because I love them yeah. so much. Are they, and they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you do, please give them my love. Yeah, definitely. And I get their books through the post, all signed by oh. them. Oh, oh and mate, George that's and awesome. I'm so glad you yeah. told us this. It was that's honestly, it's lovely, and they are very, very sweet men. And and you know, it just goes to show, you know, and you don't have to slow down when you get old <laughs> you just keep going yes. and they're as inspired now as they were then and what's one of us about them they don't think they're controversial at all they go yeah. no 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 we're not controversial you know and it, and I love that you know they don't see the world like everyone else and, yeah. and that's the one th- wonderful thing about art I think is that you you're seeing somebody's in- interpretation of something their thoughts or what they've looked at or what they feel and what the, the message they want to tell you and you might come away with something completely different than what they wanted you to know, or you you're on their wavelength immediately. And mm. um, I love that. I think it's great. Well, it seems so like cool. you are. You both see balls in trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good with George Isn't Luke. They should be now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told them the story. They know the story. It's very funny. Oh, so, what's next yeah. for you, Luke? What are you up to next? You're going to do the Alienist um, in Budapest. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do The Alienist, yeah, in Budapest. It's not called The Alienist. It's actually called Angel of Darkness. Oh, it's got it's, a different title? Yes, because they're books. Oh, I see. Yeah, so the second one is Angel of Darkness. I don't know whether they're going to have Alienist in the title. I think they probably should, really. But um, it's called Angel of Darkness. So it's a whole new story. It's uh, it's set a few years later. Um, but the main characters are there. But uh, it's exciting. As I've never had to revive a character. You know, you do it once and you never go back. But to actually go back to a character and play it for another six months is going to be interesting well happy birthday to you happy birthday three days time thank you and please don't slow down 
as you said about <laughs> you're just beginning yeah um, this is magic but what an incredible guest to have on talk art thank you so much I've talked been, a lot I've we loved it though wonderful it's been stuff, great to hear you speak yeah and um, a pleasure to meet you for the first time properly you too yeah and um, we will be back very soon for images of everything we've spoken about today you will find it on the at talk art Instagram are you on and Instagram, aren't you? Yeah. What's your Instagram? The real Luke Evan. Oh, is, is there a the fake Luke Evans? Many. Really? Ooh. Love that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can follow Luke at the real Luke Evans. And um, if you've enjoyed listening to us and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. You can just leave a review there and say what you thought. And we will be back very soon with another exciting guest. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Big love. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. 